Today is Wednesday, October 2nd, 2019, and welcome to the Scoop and Score podcast. Scoop and Score! score. Ah, yes. Well, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Stuck Stuck the landing. So he just came off a uh, heart-pounding week four. A lot of lot of good games last week. A lot of really yeah, entertaining yeah. games. We I feel like week three fell kind of flat. But yeah, uh yeah. This week, you know, starting with that, that Thursday night game, the Eagles Packers, that was a good start. And then there was just a lot of really interesting games um that yeah, happened. Yeah. I mean anytime the Packers lose, it's a good week. <laughs> yeah, don't get used to it. Great way to start off the week, huh? <laughs> yeah. This week's gonna be great. No, that was. Don't get me started on that game. That was. That was, well, was impressive. Why don't we get you started a little bit? I mean, Casey had a yeah. little bears, his bears rant. Rant. So okay. Rant. So this isn't really going to be an angry rant because honestly, I was. I wasn't really disappointed. I wasn't really disappointed with how they played. Like the Eagles are really good. The Eagles desperately needed a win. You know, a short week, and then. The one thing that was concerning to me was we were just getting eviscerated on the ground. Like, we could not stop their running game. Um, so that was a little concerning. But, you know, the I really thought that Rodgers, he, he played well. We were able to throw the ball more consistently than any game before this. Um, and we actually scored some points in the second half. That was nice. Um, Jamal Williams going out in on the, I think it was the first play. It was definitely the first drive. Um, but with him going out, I don't think, you know, we struggled running the ball. I don't think with Jamal Williams there, we would have been gashing the Eagles, but I think we probably would have ended up scoring a touchdown in one of those short yardage situations when there was, you know, two times we were at the goal line. Once we went four and out or we turned it over on downs on the goal line. And if we had Jamal Williams, maybe he would have been able to punch that in. He's a little bit bigger. Um, but, you know, I I still thought that we played well and we had a chance to, you know, we were right there at the end of the game, um, but we couldn't run the ball. So we were thrown on the goal line and and it was just a pass in traffic got t- tipped up and intercepted. So, you know, not, it is what not, it is. Not having Devontae Adams, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he he went out on that drive. He went. I, I think it was that drive or maybe a little bit earlier in that quarter, in the fourth quarter. But but, uh, you know, obviously he would have been a huge help in that area because they couldn't stop him all night. Um, but still, it wasn't a, a disheartening loss by any meaning. It was a really close game against a good team. And, uh, and I'm still uh, looking forward to what they're going to do the rest of the season. Ah, you got me started. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're seem to be a little, little more uh, control of your emotions than uh, Casey during a, uh... It was it was a panic during that, time, during that week you know? one loss. Yeah, that, that was a very I mean, frustrating loss. I mean, just to to have the offense come out and come out flat like that. <laughs> You're bringing back memories. I mean, our offense is a little bit better. We got a uh, Chase Daniel leading it now, which yeah, in my which opinion, is an improvement to Trubisky right now. Yeah, really? when I heard he was coming in, I was like, oh wow, this they're actually gonna be able to like 
consistently throw the ball accurately, at least in the short yardage, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, he moved down the field, like, in that opening drive. He scored a touchdown. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, uh, I mean, it wasn't like he was, like, throwing bombs or anything, but he was moving the offense, and he was getting it going, and uh, which is more than you can say about Kirk Cousins, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll <laughs> get to him. Um, but so, here, let me pull up the... Uh, so most so, impressive team from last week, uh, Frank. Who who would you say is that? Um, let's see, most impressive. Just uh, most impressive give... team performance. Sorry. Of uh, this week or of the whole season so far? Just this, this past. Uh, just this past. Um, I got to give that to the Browns actually. Um, okay. Just that kind of offensive explosion, and it wasn't even like by the way of the passing game so much, but they just were able to run all over the Ravens. Mm -hmm. Um, Chubb had like a, I don't know if it was a career high because of, you know, all his big games last year, but yeah, he did awesome. He had that big, like 80 round run. Yeah. And like 165 rushing yards on the day. Yeah, exactly. And uh, um, I think three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. But I think it's, it's crazy because during the beginning of the season, I think we even talked about it on the podcast, like episode two or three, um, just about how the Ravens were kind of this surprise team and were kind of in the you know, dominant tier are looking appearing to be. But it turns out that was more a product of a soft schedule because, um, yeah, the Browns came in and handled business and now um, they're tied for top in the division, which right now looks like a two team race between. The, you know the Browns and the Ravens. So, I mean, to be I, fair, the Steelers are only one game back. Yeah, but I just don't think. Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't. I just, think, I just think they beat up on a bad Bengals team. I just think the Bengals, the Steelers are not very good, and the Bengals are just worse. Yeah, that that Monday night game, the you know the Bengals they usually don't play well in prime time, anyways. And the offense, I don't know if you guys watched it, but the offense the Steelers were running, they were doing a lot of wildcat, and they were doing those, like, tap passes, you know, yeah, like, where they running back. Yeah, and then, like, right when the quarterback gets the snap and shotgun, then he just throws it right to the guy who was in motion. And that kind of stuff is, like, the gimmick kind of stuff that you run when you need a win. And, and that, that, stuff guard, hopefully. Yeah, that, that stuff doesn't consistently work in the NFL for a reason. Um mm-hmm. So they're not going to be able to lean on that all year. Um, you know, give them credit. They took care of business. But we, I think we we all agree that the Bengals are probably one of the four or five worst teams in the league. So they're I'd in that, that basement tier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, for my, my pick for the most impressive team that this past week was actually the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, they uh, they went into L.A. going up against uh, – Former the former NFC champs, and uh, it looked like they were about to lose that. They were about to choke hard and lose that game, but they pulled away. They, in in the words of uh, Bruce Arians, they had to learn how to finish. So they got it done, fifty-five to forty against Rams. Pretty good uh, Rams defense. Yeah, so, they uh, they eviscerated them offensively. Real real quick on that game, um, do you? Kind of remember the play that kind of sealed the game for the Buccaneers. Was um, it the, uh, the the strip sack of Goff and then the the return? It was for... a scoop and score. 
work. <laughs> <laughs> and Dominic Su, he had. Oh, we need to oh, keep yeah. track of all the scoops and scores this year. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Lucas. <laughs> oh my god! The uh, the Chiefs and Lions game. Oh um, yeah, the hundred yarder. So carry on Johnson in the third quarter was diving out for a goal line, you know, goal line plunge, reached the ball out, got stripped. Or I guess he didn't really get stripped. He the ball was knocked out of his hands. And Brashard Breland scooped it up, returned it for a hundred yards, um, for a fourteen point swing, which honestly that was like a key point of the game. So Yeah. So uh, who's who's the scoop and score of the week then? Was that's it a tough one, or was it Bashan Breland? Everyone loves a, a a big man touchdown, but oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, there's three of us, so we can vote. So, let's see, I gotta go with. I gotta go Breland. Sorry, I just didn't want to be biased in my, in my vote. <laughs> but just the the at the point of the game, it was it was on the goal line, and for him to just have the heads up play, um, to see the ball squirt out of there. Because you could see everyone that was on the pile like didn't really react, but then he kind of came from off screen. He saw the ball just lying there, and just picked it up. Had the wherewithal to run it in. Yeah, I think my vote goes for Breland. Uh, I'm gonna go against you guys and just say, um, I mean, Sue, like he's kind of ever since he kind of like stopped, like he kind of tempered his uh, his passion and everything, like so he's not stomping on people. Uh, the performance, too, has kind of dropped. I mean, you know, when he was signed by the Rams last year, he was supposed to be so good and everything, and he just was kind of average. Um, but just to see him make a big play like that and kind of take down his former team and also, like, you know, the former NFC champs from last year, it was it was nice to see that because you almost – it was almost going to be like a storyline, storybook ending for the Rams coming back and beating up – like, just crushing the Bucks in the last couple minutes – so to see them uh, kind of shift the tides back in their favor, just to see that game. Sh- do you say shift the tides? Shift the tides. <laughs> Are we going to the shipment thing already? I was going to say, is it time for our first Yeah, it's time for an ad read. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, though, Sue's still an athlete, man, because I was watching uh, just a little while ago, I was watching the, the mic'd up thing that the NFL does every week. They have like this. <laughs> around the league that you know they might bunch guys up and make a video out of it and um one of them was jared goff and they there's this play where brandon cooks caught a pass and he was running there's no one ahead of him and and sue was able to catch him from behind now it cooks hadn't fully accelerated yet but it was still really impressive to see him catch cooks and cooks was probably at like maybe 85 to 90 percent speed but he yeah, was he say, was able to run him down. It was really impressive. And Goff was like saying, "No, he hawked our guy." I think Cooks has like a four three three forty or something, or he did in in the combine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that is pretty impressive. So yeah. so I guess as a vote of two to one, uh, Brashard Breland of the Kansas City Chiefs gets the scoop and score of the week. <laughs> All right. Now we'll to be fair. To be fair, Coach Surge wasn't there to stop him. So, well, I mean, I think he's I think he's banned from all uh, competitive football. Oh. Just, Whoa, just from his uh, <laughs> he's not perfect. His, his ruthless streak. Yeah, I mean, 
give him a give him an arm pad and he's dangerous <laughs> <laughs> he can't be stopped i have felt the force of his of his hits it's lethal man let me so, tell you so who is the uh like we got to move on a little bit so who is who's yeah. the most impressive individual performance then oh i get, i got this one to me it was, right. it was godwin it was chris godwin he the way that they jumped all over the rams and it was behind you know his play in large part um you know he ends with the the two touchdowns he has 172 172 yards 12 catches his i i can't remember if it was first or his second touchdown but they throw him that little screen they were on like around the 10 yard line and he just fucking blew up he a key blew up, yeah, his just yeah. Just he hit him. i was watching the highlight of the play and i was like oh okay this i don't know why they're showing this like this little 6 yard catch and then he just he destroyed him, and you know he was he was questionable all week, and the Rams have been playing well on defense against receivers at least this year, um, and so well, I had him, such a good, had him on my bench, huh? Well, I just have they have such a good cornerback tandem at least with the you know name brand at least with Marcus Peters and Akib Talib. Yeah, and, yeah, and then they also they, they generate a lot of pressure too. So that obviously is gonna help your corners. Um yeah. but yeah, he, he really set the tone and he was really reliable all game. Um had a huge statistical performance and made a huge impact on the game. I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to counter. Not that Godwin didn't have an amazing game, but I think Nick Chubb just hundred sixty five yards, three touchdowns, including that eighty eight yard touchdown where he just he just crushed him like there was no catch so him on that fast. run. He's so fast. You see Earl Thomas like pull up before Chubb even got to the forty. He was like, "I'm not chasing him." If you <laughs> if you watch I mean, the highlight of that play, if you powering watch the... him to the lead, like like giving them the lead in the division now, uh, that was a big game. Yeah, you know, I know. I know the Ravens have like their defense isn't what it used to be, but they still have some good players there. Mm-hmm. What you think, Frank? Anyway. Um, well, I guess I got to go with um, kind of another workhorse. Uh, I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Um, uh, just, I mean, if you look at his stats, he if he was split into two people, he would have a great game as a running back, also a great game as a receiver. And you're getting it out of one, out of one player. So he's pretty mm-hmm. much carrying the Panthers right now. It was a you know close game, 16-10 over the Texans. But he had 27 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown on the ground, and then uh, 10 catches for 86 yards and you know through the air. So Jeez. with Cam, with Cam out right now and Kyle Allen, you know, taking up the you know taking over a starter <laughs> uh, for I don't know how many weeks he'll have to be in, but um, McCaffrey gives them definitely the best chance to win, and they're obviously giving him the, giving him the ball and he's making the best of it. So. Uh, you know, he doesn't. He didn't have the huge yardage numbers that you know Chubb or um, or Godwin had. But man, just to talk about a guy just carrying his team, put the team yeah. on his back, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's and they're they're winning, and he's getting all this volume too. So speaks to that exactly. So yeah, yeah. I got those uh, on the other. So flip over to the other side of that. The uh, most disappointing individual performance. Well. I'm happy to report it was, um, for my opinion, it was uh, Adam Thielen. Two receptions for six yards against my Bears defense. 
Wow. I mean, I that's... Was, I was, I was going to speak on this team, game, too, but, but continue. I mean, that's, that's really all there is to say about it. I mean, I know, I know there was a lot of talk of Kirk Cousins not getting him the ball and everything, but, I mean, he got the ball to... I mean, Diggs got the ball for... I think he had, like, seven catches for, like, 100 yards or something, so Thielen just coming up real short. It's a little bittersweet because I did have him in fantasy, but, you know, I'll take that. Uh-huh. Yeah, for me, I I was I watched that game and I thought Cousins just looked bad. He looked he looked shook back there. He didn't, you know. It, Let me give you the it, stat it of the sucked. week. All right, the stat of the week five and twenty-seven. Do you know what five and twenty-seven is? The Cousins' record against winning teams. Absolutely. <laughs> sounds about right. You like that? I like <laughs> yeah. that. You like that? Yeah, I think I bet you two like that as a you know division, <laughs> yeah. division foe. Uh huh. Oh man. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. just man. They, and they paid. He's <laughs> getting what eighty million dollars guaranteed. Three years, eighty-four million, one hundred percent guaranteed. Hundred percent guaranteed. That's that is to me. That's why hilarious. Yeah. You hear that? There's some quote that uh, Andy Dalton is just Kirk Cousins with a shitty agent. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. And, I mean, and, kudos to Adam Thielen's agent is the real MVP. Yeah, Adam Adam Thielen came not, out sorry, after not, the sorry, game. Not Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins. Kirk yeah. Cousins. Um, well, even then, after the... uh, Adam Thielen and Diggs are getting paid pretty well, considering they're not really being asked to do much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they said, yeah, I think they have the thirty first. They have the thirty first uh, passing offense. In the league, mm-hmm. yeah, thirty-two think, teams. Yeah, you know it's have, sad because they they gave, they, money, they gave money to all of them, and they also paid Rudolph, I think, over the off season, and they just decided not to pass the ball. <laughs> yeah, because Cousins. I mean, you can't. I I don't see any way where you can build your team around Kirk Cousins throwing the ball and 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 bank on having success. You just can't do it. They. They misfired when they signed him for all that big money. They, I mean, they could have brought back Keenum, been in the same exact boat quarterback-wise, but saved, you know, tens of millions of dollars. Or Bridgewater, um, too. I mean, they, they had both those guys there. Yeah, both who are at least as good as Kirk Cousins is, I would say. Um, and, and like, there was that one throw in particular to Thielen. You know, against when you're... You, it's tough. They're going up against the Bears in Chicago. Bears, Bears defense looks incredible, but but that throw to Thielen that he missed by like three or four yards, you gotta have that. And after the game, Thielen came out and kind of voiced his frustrations like at Cousins through the media, which was kind of you know not how you want to do it. And Cousins, I think he handled it well. Um, but man, it was. I just don't know if that team has a. Any faith in him left, and uh, there was actually locker room. Yeah, there was some news today. Actually, I don't know if you guys saw it that uh, Stefan Diggs did not practice, but it was non-injury related. So there was some uh, some rumors swirling around that he might be getting traded. Yeah, he um, post- there was something he posted on Twitter where like it was literally just like one emoji of like just like the face with like no mouth, and everybody's like jumping to conclusions over it. Mm-hmm. The good old and emoji the, tweet. Yeah, yep. and the fact that he didn't practice for non-injury related. 
Um, well, and he left, uh, I guess after the game, he left the locker room in full pads, like just so he didn't have to talk to the media. Wow. Um, Frank, was there a, a performance that was, that left you wanting more individually? Um, so this is not exactly an individual performance, but I got to say the, uh, Bengals offensive line as a whole, um, mm-hmm. They allowed eight sacks um, on Monday night, and just they just were not helping any Dalton at all. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they got some work to do for sure. Yeah, definitely my pick for most disappointing team. I mean, it was it was going to be a shit show either way. Two zero and three teams coming in, but to lose to another zero and three team that badly, uh, you're about to hit rock bottom. Yeah. yeah, especially with the backup quarterback, like, like mm-hmm. for, like as much as the uh, the Steelers, you know, they were zero and three, but I mean they somewhat have excuses with Ben, you know, their franchise quarterback being out for the year. But mm-hmm. I mean the Bengals, I mean I know they've had some offensive line injuries and AJ Green's out, but I mean Andy Dalton's supposed to be, yeah, he's been your quarterback for I don't know how many years now. And they got Joe Mixon. They got, you know, a decent receiving core with Boyd, um, and Eifert's healthy. You know, I guess there's just really no excuse. I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where, similar to the Redskins, you just you don't really have hope. You know, there's not not something you can pin your hat on, or you know, either draft picks or injuries you can blame. It's just you're just not a good team right now. So. Yeah, I kind of foresee AJ Green getting traded before the deadline. Yeah, I mean, he even came out and like wants to make sure he's like very, very, very healthy. Like he's not rushing to come back at all. And yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, he's in a he's in a contract year. He's had a history of foot and ankle and like toe injury, like all lower body injuries. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely sit out as long as I could because <laughs> he's going to get paid this offseason no matter what. Yeah. Um. For disappointing teams for me, I I look at Atlanta and they they just laid an egg at home. No pun intended. Um I assume. <laughs> but uh, like the, the Falcon or, I mean the Titans just came out and just punched him in the mouth and Atlanta just had no answer. They couldn't do anything. They got some, you know, garbage time action again. They they're just the garbage time kings this year. Um but they, for all their weapons, they really struggle to move the ball um, when you watch them. And the teams can kind of just lock them up. You would think with, you know, they've had some offensive line injuries um, this year, which is unfortunate because they invested a lot in their offensive line. They really tried to make strides there to improve. But uh, they've had some injuries there. That's not working out. But, you know, everybody's having injuries. And then to have, you know, Julio, uh, Calvin, Austin, Austin Hooper's coming on. Um, Sanu is your third receiver and you know I I really have lost faith in Devontae Freeman I just don't think he's good right now mm-hmm. um, and they're just they're just really struggling and and for a team with that much talent I think they're they have probably the most uh, disappointing record so far you know uh, Matt Ryan's actually second in the league in passing yards right now yeah I believe it because every time I look, they lose by like 14 points and he's got like 370 yards. Yeah, all yeah. the second half. Mm-hmm. 
Four yeah, like end four of the third. <laughs> yeah, fourth quarter champ. King of garbage Just, town. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, so you had the so you had the Bengals. I had the Falcons. Do you have any Frank? Oh no, you said the. Or no, you, no. Oh, Bengals I, I was said the individual. Yeah, I said the offensive line. Um, I guess as a as a team. <laughs> um. I mean. I would say, I mean, they're kind of turning around a little bit, but I would say the Eagles, um, they did have that, obviously, the Thursday night win, which was huge. But um, at I was two just two, right? I thought we were just talking about Oh, about this week? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I mean, all the teams that lost. Mine. <laughs> here, here. You know. The, the usual suspects. Wow. Yeah. Oh, one thing I forgot to get to. Um, one of the teams I was considering for most impressive was just the way that the Jaguars were able to pull that win out. Um, they came back from that seventeen to three deficit. You know, they came back, won the game. Um, had some late heroics. Impressed with Gardner Minshew's like movement in the pocket and stuff. And I was uh looking at some stats and and can you guess what you know folk hero. The legend Gardner Minshew, what his uh his completion percentage is right now? Oh yeah, I do. Did you see this? <laughs> I did see. I did see that. Actually, sixty nine four twenty. Yep. <laughs> Impressive. There, I mean, he's got to. They got to sit him for the rest of the season now, right? For the rest of his career, he cannot play another game. <laughs> he's got to hang it up. Let, let him ride off into the sunset with the completion <laughs> percentage sixty nine four twenty. Vote him into the Hall of Fame. He's got the best oh percentage. <laughs> Can you imagine his his bust in the Hall of Fame? The stash and the headband. Be, I, I heard that uh, Jags fans like if you buy if you buy tickets to the next game, they're given a bandana and a fake mustache with the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, Jesus, nice. man. They're going all this, in on this guy. This is the most they hope should. they've had in years. Yeah, he. I mean, you know, he's not lighting up the scoreboard, but when you watch him play, he's composed. He moves really well in the pocket. That touchdown that he had in the back left corner of the end zone, I forget who caught it, but he was like under siege in the pocket, but he was moving, he was ducking, bobbing, and weaving, and then he found that guy downfield. I was, that was so impressive. Was it the shark attack? Yeah. It, I feel like it was number 23. I think it was their backup running back. I forget what his name is. Yeah, Arms- the, the, he had a touchdown call back on hold, like a holding call, but that was like a laser to – to DJ Chark in the corner. Uh But yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of a product of like, like he has the lowest expectations and like the fact that he's being, you know, decent and like he's like kind of fearless and making throws. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he's he's fun to watch. And he's he's an easy character to root for, for sure. Yeah. Everybody Uh loves Uncle, Uncle Rico. Well, you know, you can throw a football over the mountains. Well, he was in the he was in the mountains, so <laughs> he was ultimate power. <laughs> this is named his final form. <laughs> the stars aligned. So, I guess the other thing uh, for the Broncos, you got to feel bad for them. I mean, they're probably the best of the winless teams. Just they've lost yeah. two two games on last second field goals. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's just 
bad luck. On and they part. lose Bradley yeah. Chubb for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Lost their Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, defense, that defense went kind of soft. Yeah. Zero yeah. flaccid effort. <laughs> it's perfect that they have Joe Flacco now. They really feel Placid Joe now. I mean, you really hope that their defense would stiffen up towards the end of the season, but um, they really don't have a chance to that anymore. I think they should just start trading a lot of their players. You know, they got to have a, you got, they got to switch that mentality of just having a hard on for first round picks and just trying, (laughs) trying to crew some of those. All right. Any others? Any others? Uh, <laughs> I'm out. I'm, out I'm, I'm coming up empty, man. I hope we didn't blow our load too early on these puns. <laughs> <laughs> that one wasn't too subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so it's been that subtle. <laughs> we're a uh, we're quarter of the way through the season. Hey ho! Uh, hey, hip hip hooray! Hooray for us! Congrats, guys. Yeah, I know. You know. We never thought we'd make it this far, but yeah. that's what we said last year at this point, too. <laughs> but here we are again. Um, so, uh, Lucas, who's your who's your favorite team to watch this year? Yeah, so, like, obviously, besides my Packers, um, through four weeks, like, you know, they're not the flashiest team. They don't got – they're not going to have all the press there, you know. They're not the – I thought you said it's not the Packers. Like, you're fine. <laughs> F off. Um, but <laughs> but the uh the Bills, man. I, I love watching the Bills. I love what their their first of all, their defense is so good. Their defense is amazing. Running and like especially against the pass. They just have the secondary with like Micah Hyde and uh Trey White. Like they're they're playing really well in the in the back end. And so, you know, they're in a lot of close <sighs> games. Of low scoring games, but you know, they got Frank Gore. Who doesn't like Frank Gore? Frank Gore is True. awesome, he's like yeah. the old man he of the league. 15,000 yards, yeah, 15,000 yard club. I mean, he Only just four people, he just keeps, he just keeps chugging along. Yeah, he's like made of iron. I don't know what's with this guy, but but then another thing is, I think Josh Allen is just so exciting to watch because when he rears back to throw, you don't know if it's gonna go. Like first of all, he's probably got the strongest arm in the league. It's he's... gonna be a touchdown, an interception. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows exactly. <laughs> it's so exciting whenever it's up in the air. Yeah, um, it reminds me of his the... running with his running ability too. He's he's yeah, really exciting yeah. when he runs. Like you know, he, I remember last year he hurdled the guy in Minnesota on a third down play, and and he yeah. you know he plays tough. He's big. He's hard to bring down. He got rocked in this game. I don't know if you guys saw that play where he got knocked yeah, out of the game. Yeah. But yeah. he just goes like a hundred hundred miles an hour. He's like, he's living he fast. Yeah. Hard. yeah. And, and so that's and just furious. another reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're just fun to watch for me. They're always in close games. They play good defense. And you know, you never know what you're gonna get with Josh Allen. And then that new guy, Dawson Knox, that it was in the that week three game. Uh, oh man, he, he destroyed people. Yeah, he had that stiff arm, and then he just trucked a guy on the same play. It was, <laughs> that it was, was like amazing. the run I saw all year. Um, but yeah, they're they're my pick for favorite team besides my pack. Frank, what about you? 
who do you really want like enjoy like who do you enjoy watching this year um <clears throat> as much as i hate to say it but um i think you still got to give it to the chiefs i mean they're just like nobody can stop them and even when the lions who are really good defense this year they gave them their best shot and when it mattered most you know they couldn't stop mahomes they made um, some good plays and Did you see the, yeah, uh, I mean, just, the, just the amount of weapons they have is just yeah exactly just things like that like they they just do like some schoolyard like schoolyard plays some like four verticals <laughs> yeah pretty much um, so it's very frustrating obviously when they you know played the Raiders they'd have like Mahomes had like four touchdown passes in a quarter and it was just all like nine routes nine just to like hey everyone runs a four four or less go run deep <laughs> and I'll throw it to you yeah yeah and they're they're doing all this without Tyreek Hill, too. And their yeah, running back situation yeah, has really Tyreke been Hill. in flux. Yeah, and all their running backs have been injured, and they're still just, like, cycling them in. Just um, plug and play, man. So, yeah, I just think, I mean, as much as I hate the Chiefs having this, you know, franchise generation of a quarterback, um, yeah, he's definitely entertaining to watch. And everyone said he's going to regress, but so far he's on pace, just like last year, to, you know, 6,000 yards oh, yeah. and 50 touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Actually, Frank, I agree with you. Like, that was, that's, um, aside from my own team, like, the Chiefs are just, they're the most exciting team because you, you really don't know. Like, they could score on any given play, and it can just happen, like, in the blink of an eye. And right now, they're, they're tied with the Ravens for the most points forced uh, at 135. But the, their pension for, like, just making crazy plays, like that Kelsey catch and then pitch to LaShawn McCoy for, like, a first down. Oh my god! Like I don't even know how you really stop that. That's yeah, just... it reminded me of like that Randy. I don't know if you remember that Randy Moss play, like yeah, back in like mm-hmm. when he's on the Cole Vikings. Pepper. Yeah, he just like caught it and then you know last minute lateral to the running back for a touchdown. So mm-hmm. it's, like he must have watched that play. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, he's he's coming down. He's already like tackled by the time his feet hit the ground, but he's already pitched it. It was a crazy play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's heads up, too, because that's so risky. Mm-hmm. I know. If, if he wasn't, if McCoy, I think it was McCoy that caught it. If he wasn't paying attention, that would be, like, on the blooper reel for sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, so those, are, those are our favorite teams to watch. But then you got teams who, you know, you look at the standings, you, you see who's, you know, who's up, who's down, and, and you just see a team... It's like smoke and mirrors, man. It's like, it's not, their record doesn't really indicate who they are. So I wanted to see, like, through four games, is there a team whose record you think doesn't tell you the real story of, of where you think they're going to end up this season? Um, I, for my, my pick, I'll just, I'll just start since this was my idea. Um, I was thinking of the Niners. You look at them, they're 3-0 and right now. They just had their bye week. Um, but you look at who they beat. They beat the, the Bengals. They beat Tampa in week one when Tampa was just, you know, they were just not, they hadn't come into their own. Yeah, they were, Jameis was just all over the place. They beat the, needed to they get it out of the up. system and throw some interceptions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. get them out early. Some pick six. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that kind of, you know, elevated them in that game um those two pick sixes and then uh they beat 
uh, <coughs> Cincinnati in Cincinnati, they whooped up on them, but the Bengals, they just couldn't tackle anybody that day. Um, and then they, they go and beat the mighty Steelers in San Fran. Um, Mason Rudolph's first start. Um, and you know, the, the Niners turned it over like five times, I think five or six times in the game. And they just did not look at all impressive. So I look at their three and O record. Um, I was, I was looking at their remaining schedule and they still have a lot of winnable games on the slate. Um, but I see them ending up more around like seven and nine, eight and eight and missing the playoffs just cause I don't, I don't trust Jimmy G. I think he's kind of turnover prone at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's there. And with the Rams and the Seahawks, like breathing right down their necks, I don't think they're going to pull out of that division or even make the playoffs. So I see them finishing like eight and eight at best, um, somewhere in that range. Yeah, it's going to be a tough division to win for sure. I mean, they they do get the Cardinals twice, so there's two wins. But I could see them. I could see them getting nine wins or so, but they still would probably miss the playoffs. I I think the other two teams are better, and they've shown it consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd I'd have to agree with you on that. I mean, they're one of the few undefeated, but it's certainly not. Um, you know, they're not quite on Patriots or the Chiefs level right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a hard question because there's a lot of like two and two teams, and it's like, you know, they could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I guess I'm... they're. There might be a two and two team that's like destined to win their division yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, the I, AFC I South actually, actually is all two and two right now. Yeah, it's all tied up. All, but, uh, all I think teams. My pick actually is going to go the other way. It's a team that's actually zero and three right now, but I think that that doesn't tell the full story. Obviously, they play in a division that it's uh, the. Contains, you know, the the Bills and the Patriots, but I think the New York Jets are actually they're better than their own three record suggests. Maybe not like not necessarily a playoff team, but I think that they can. They're closer to like average than you know an zero and three record would show you. You know, mm-hmm. the first three games of the year they played the Bills, who have proven to be actually pretty good so far. The Browns, who I think they're you know they're actually pretty good too, and obviously the Patriots. Not to mention, they've also had a lot of key injuries. I mean, one of their biggest free agency acquisitions this year was C.J. Mosley, one of the like best inside linebackers right now. And uh, they've had Quinnen Williams has been out. They're the third overall pick. And then Sam Darnold, I mean, they're starting QB. They've had, what's his name, Falk? Like, yeah, yeah, Luke Falk. Luke Falk. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just, nobody. I, I really think that right now they're not, they're not a good team, but they certainly have the potential to improve. And they got Le'Veon Bell, too. I mean, they have a lot of good pieces. They just haven't quite been able to turn it into wins based on who they played so far. And the, the Bills game was actually really close. I think it was like 17-16. to 16. Yeah. Yeah, Bills came from behind. They're, I think they were down 17-6, and they, they were able to pull it out on a late touchdown to John Brown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a close competitive game. Do you see anyone, Frank, or is it kind of just like a lot of two and two? Um, I mean, it's a little, you know, the water's kind of muddy right now with all these two and two teams. But um, I guess I would say out of kind of the the middling teams, who who might be able to emerge? Um, 
and looking at it, I'm kind of gravitating towards the AFC South just because, you know, everything's, they're all two and two right now and no one's really taken a hold of the division or at least like becoming the early favorites. Um, but I definitely think the, um, you know, the Texans, they've had a few bad, I mean, they lost last week to the, um, to the Panthers and their offense has been a little out of whack recently, especially with the, Sean Watson getting sacked so many times. I think he's like on pace for kind of like an all-time record right now. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at, you know, their losses have been relatively close. They lost week one against the Saints. And that was like, if you remember that game, that was like when they scored three touchdowns in the last like minute. Um, and, you know, Drew Brees finished a you know with like 10 seconds left scored a touchdown to or got him in field goal range mm-hmm. um and then they just lost a, a tough panthers defense but I, I think out of those kind of out of the divisional teams they kind of have the best pedigree to you know take hold of the division um worry about watson have, yeah i say what what i mean just having that you know watson and hopkins connection um you know that's lethal they just need to get on the same page. But looking at their upcoming schedule, um, they do play the Chiefs in two weeks. That's going to be a good game to watch. But they got the Falcons next week. Um, the Falcons haven't been yeah. very good. They need this game. Got, yeah. So, the, I mean, that's kind of a must win for them to, to get it back on, on top. Then they got the Chiefs, which that'll be tough. You know, most likely a lot, depending on how the shootout goes. But then they got the Colts who aren't anything, you know, amazing. And then they got the Raiders, who, I mean, I'm going to be honest, they're not the best team. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think their upcoming schedule kind of favors them a little bit. So um, hopefully they'll kind Did... of pull away and Deshaun Watson will get back in, in form. Quick question. Did T.Y. Hilton play against the Raiders? Um, no, I mean, honestly, I guess... If I were to say another team that the record doesn't show, the Raiders at two and two um, <laughs> are kind of a lucky two and two right now because their uh-huh. two wins are against the Broncos, who are zero and four, and that was a home opener. And then they beat the Colts, who are missing their top two defenders and um, T.Y. Hilton on offense. And then Marlon mm. Mack got hurt in like the beginning of the fourth quarter, I think. So Dang. they were definitely uh, banged up. So, Who have yeah, you guys lost to, though? The Chiefs and... Uh, the Chiefs and the uh, Vikings. Oh, okay. Mm. It's not like any terrible losses on there. No, but just the wins weren't... They haven't... They have yet to have a, you know, a win against a, you know, I guess a full-strength team. opponent. <laughs> yeah. With these two-and-two two teams, I think the Eagles, to me, are the ones that, um, that I'd be worried about. Um, you know, they obviously have a Super Bowl caliber like coaching staff, seeing as how they won just a couple years ago. Um, Wentz, you know, two years ago, before Wentz got towards ACL against the Rams, he was like MVP favorite. Um, so they have, and I just think they have a really good roster. They got a, a defense that's really fast, gets after people. They're like a, they're definitely a Jalen Ramsey uh, uh, trade candidate. <laughs> yeah, they're getting destroyed. They're getting destroyed. 
um, in the air, over the air. Like basically, yeah. the corners are just getting killed every. That's you know, true. Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, he had like if you have fantasy players, yeah, if you have fantasy players going up against the Eagles right now, definitely start yes. your receivers. Yeah, the running backs though they they play the run real well. They're 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 really tough against the run so far. Um, but yeah, they're getting lit up in the air definitely. So. Taking a look back, like in our, in our uh, quarter season recap, instead of just looking at individual teams, where do you guys feel like, do you feel like there's a, a division that might stand out ab- amongst the rest? I mean, I know it's still early on in the season, but who do you see as like the toughest division right now? Right now, gotta, gotta be the NFC North, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what if I you look at, you just look at the worst team in the division is probably the Vikings. And, you know, their big weakness is, you know, you can't really rely on Cousins, but they have a really tough defense, and they can run the ball on damn near anybody, minus the Bears. Um, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but, man, they, I mean, up and down, like, you know, the Packers look like they're really good. The Bears' defense just looks so nasty. And, like, the if Lions they're able to get to and, the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, the Lions, I mean, they could have had that game. There was that 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 play um, where that that touchdown to Galladay got said they declared it incomplete, and then I think Stafford got stripped on the very next play. That was like yeah. inside the ten or fifteen yard line, and then that oh. fumble recovery we yeah, already went up our, for uh, scoop scoop and score recap. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a huge momentum swing right there. So yeah, yeah, so I mean, and they could and, have had that. Yeah, the Lions I mean, are pretty good this year so far. I'm gonna mm. say I'm gonna give you a quick stat. So those teams, all the teams in the NFC North combined are ten and five this year, and of those five losses, only two have come against non-division teams, and those are the Chiefs and the Eagles. Yeah, so two really good teams. Exactly. So I mean, this division is still very much undecided, but it's just very. Very competitive, and it's going to be really exciting to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. What about you, Frank? Um, I mean, just kind of looking at all the divisions, it looks like um, either there's a clear favorite or it's like a two-team race. Um, so, I mean, I would say just not so much the strongest division, but the most... And again, going back to the AFC South, um, I think that one's going to be. It might be one of those seasons where, like, someone sneaks in with a nine and seven record, wins the division. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean like every season for that AFC South? Um. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like that division well, comes out a lot. Well, two years, two years ago, the ten Jaguars and six or nine and seven. I think the Jaguars had a pretty good record two years ago, right? That's true. Um, yeah, they were like uh, but, twelve and four or something. Or... Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, <laughs> outside of that being you know a very um, kind of even division where there's no clear favorite, and um, you know the Titans, as uninspiring as their offense may seem, um, their defense is good enough, and they got Derrick Henry. They kind of have a formula for winning right now. Um, and that's yeah, I will say ahead. this about. Use Mariota. I will say this about the Titans right action. now. They are so right now they're zero and two in the division, and every other team has at least one. Well, has a, has one win against the division rival. 
but the Titans are actually the only team with a positive point differential. Yeah, so oh, right now uh, they're, they're, right they're now. at last they're in last place, but I mean when they have won, they've won convincingly. And that was against the Browns to start where they kind of blew them out of the water. And then just last week or this week against um Atlanta, they kind of punched them in the mouth and um you know, just played defense, ran the ball. And I feel like that's almost yeah. like Outside of the Texans, that's everyone else's. You know, the Jaguars, they just want to play defense and run the ball. Yeah, um, the, and the then Titans. Sprinkle, sprinkle a little Minshew magic in there. but <laughs> um, And then the Colts are the same way. They just want to, you know, they have a pretty good defense when everyone's healthy. And Marlon Mack is like one of the leaders in carries right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah, like, kind of a very, a very defensive smash mouth kind of I think he right leads now. the league in like rushing first downs, too. Yeah, That's I believe it. Yeah, the it seems like for the for the Texans, a perfect game for them would involve Deshaun Watson throwing for like 370 yards and four touchdowns. And then a perfect game for the other three teams is like they get out to a lead, they don't turn it over, and they win like twenty-four to thirteen. Like Yeah, exactly. To, I mean they like want a, their they want their yeah. running backs to take over, basically. Whereas, yeah, and their the defense want to put it all on Watson. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So, on the flip yep. side of that, like, like, who's who do you guys see as maybe the worst division? You know, where there's just no real competitors, and it's just, you know, everybody's kind of underwhelming right now. Well, I mean, there's competitors in every single division, um, but. Probably, I would guess the AFC North. If you, Damn it! If I had... Stop cheating. <laughs> Just copying your answers. I mean, <laughs> looking at his notes. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick one, that'd be them. Just because the Browns and Ravens seem like they're both going to be so inconsistent. Um, mm-hmm. You might not know what you're going to get from week to week from them. Um, but the, uh, I mean, their highs are going to be as high as anybody. Like. Would I be shocked if either of those teams like went into Dallas and beat the Cowboys or something like that? Like, no, not necessarily. But would you be shocked if they lost to the Bengals? Maybe a little bit, nope. but it's like, not out of the realm of possibility. Um, so, I, I guess that would be my my pick for that. Okay. Well, I'm I'm also on the same boat as that. Um, I just think like after after this Monday night game, I really am wondering like I know we talked about how Miami might be the worst team this year, but Cincinnati's really giving them a run for their money. Yeah, and Washington too. True, they're abysmal. Well, I guess the only other contender for that title. Um, I mean, I guess obviously every division has you know a couple favorites, but the NFC East just with the Giants and Redskins, um, they're both yeah. going to be rolling out rookie quarterbacks, and just that's not a recipe for you know success. At least if you don't have the team built around them like like these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll be just one of those things where you know, I mean, the Giants have been competitive obviously with uh, Denny Dimes, but it's going to catch up to him eventually. And, um, you know, the Redskins are just, they're, they're competing with the Dolphins right now for, um, 
for first pick. So, every other division I see, you know, at least, you know, one or two contenders with a, maybe a third middling team. But um, that was one that I saw that had like two for sure um, kind of bottom feeders. Bottom dwellers. Yeah, for sure. The NFC East, too. You see, the Dolphins have 26 points scored this year. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's bumming me out, man. That's such a the good, Jets are that's such a big ahead. point differential. Yeah, they well, like, and then you look at the points allowed, 163. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That's can they, 40 can points a game. First, can we give them the first and the second overall pick? <laughs> <laughs> they, they already got the first. Like they just get the first round. The first round. <laughs> yeah. Then maybe they'll break even next year. They should just allow them to do like a whole like expansion draft or something. Like, <laughs> it is, hey, it, it is fair to note that like the Dolphins uh, in two thousand seven when they finished one and fifteen, they turned around the next year and won eleven games. Wow, that's that's true. That's but... crazy. So yep. I mean, it's crazy what a year can make. Like I feel like sometimes it's just the. You know, like once you get kind of into that rut for the season, like the momentum just carries you through it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I'm thinking I should probably look ahead to next week. Um, yeah. Look at some of these matchup, man. We were talking about this right before you hopped on the line, Frank, and some of, we were having trouble trying to pick. You know, which which matchup is it's going to be like the most exciting just to you, um, in general, but. I mean, for me, this is just like, and just if you think of NFL matchups, you might think Packers Cowboys, and that's that's what we're getting right here. Like, obviously, I'm kind of biased, but I, I think we should all be excited for this game because it's they're both three and one. They both seem like they're amongst the best in the NFC, at least, and and I'm just so stoked for this game, man. I got I got a bet on the line with with a friend of mine on this game. Um, but, uh, like you know, honestly, both... go ahead. Uh, just like Rogers just seems to make things happen in Dallas and the Packers, even as a whole, there was a couple years ago where Rogers wasn't playing and they came back from like 20 some points down, ended up winning the game with behind fat Eddie Lacey. So <laughs> cheeseburger Eddie. Cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, they're just they're gonna make stuff happen. Rogers likes playing there, and I, like I said, the even though the Packers lost last week, I was not discouraged by it. I I hope uh, <laughs> Zeke doesn't run down our throats because if the Eagles can, then maybe the Cowboys are gonna look at that and be like, mm, okay, well, they'll uh, hopefully they don't bust <laughs> too much of that out. I'm a little nervous, but but uh, I think we're I think we'll be able to with with Adams out. That's gonna that's gonna worry me um, if he's not able to play with this turf toe. But still, super looking forward to this game. You know, honestly, like, Casey. that should be a good game. I but I I just keep thinking like you know everybody wanted to like everybody was making note of how good the Cowboys had been playing, how they just airing out the offense and the. Who's is it? Kellen Moore is their offense coordinator. He was how he yeah. was, you know, so great in his first year as an offense coordinator, with uh, Dak Prescott having like a you know a, a great like a franchise year. Um, but honestly, they came out and they played against the Saints, who actually was the first like good defense they played against, and they got shut down. 
So, mm-hmm. I, so and I think like how good like the Packers defense has been this year, I think it's going to be a pretty low scoring affair, or at least on the Cowboys side. Maybe the Packers will be able to get their offense going, but that's mm-hmm. a, I mean that's also a good defense in Dallas. So it's yeah, I can see a lower scoring. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how it goes because it could be it could be another recap of like the of the Saints Cowboys game where it's just very very low scoring. Not that it won't be close. It's just uh mm-hmm. not much of a high octane battle. Yeah. I feel you. What do you guys think what's uh which all these some bomb games this week, man? What what are you guys uh looking at? Well, um I guess uh the one that I'm like really the most excited about watching is uh the Thursday night game Rams at Seahawks. And I just think like, you know, we talked about how of the three teams that have three wins in the NFC West, uh the Niners are kind of the odd man out. They're not really as good as their record would suggest. But the other two teams have a proven track record of, you know, being legitimate playoff contenders. Obviously the Rams went to the Super Bowl last year. Um and the Seahawks have a, a few Super Bowl appearances in the last well, decade or so. Um but I think that uh, also, not to mention the Rams coming off that, that heartbreaking loss to the Bucks, they're going to come out like full full speed, and they're just going to be ready to hit them in the mouth, hit the Seahawks in the mouth. I'm I'm kind of curious just to see how this game goes because it could be a really exciting shootout, you know, between Russell Wilson and Jared Goff. Goff's currently fourth in passing yards, um, but also both de- both sides have pretty good defenses. Uh, your your former Buddy Clay Matthews is actually actually has uh, he's fourth in the league in sacks. So wow, yeah, surprisingly, still got it. I mean, when you play opposite, when you play on the same defense as Aaron Donald, you're going to get some opportunities. Yeah, they they have so many good players on that D line. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was just all first rounders, basically. Yep. <laughs> so. I think it's I think it's gonna be kind of exciting to see. They also have good running backs, but so like this year they haven't really been producing as much as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. It's really tough to say because there's just there's just so much talent on both sides of the ball for both teams. Yeah, another another three and one matchup, right? Both these guys three and one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, and interdivision in the division too, so this is gonna be huge. Yeah. What about you, Frank? Um, well, with uh, this, the Raiders' upcoming game in London against your Bears, um, I just think the London games are always, like, you never really know how it's going to go down. Um, it always seems like one team comes out flat because of jet lag or it might be raining because it always rains there. It's, you know, a lot of times it's a you know, slick surface. Um, so that would be, I mean, that's just obviously my personal bias. But um, I guess the one thing I did hear, though, is that the Raiders traveled the night, either the night or the morning uh, after the, the game they just played on Sunday and went to London early to try to mm-hmm. adjust Whereas I think the Bears are going to pretty much wait till Friday and uh, just kind of do a quick turnaround. So, Oh, shoot. Um, yeah, so it just, it just it's always interesting because there's just that extra part of game planning on 
how do you you know adjust to the time zone how do you like because there's a lot of festivities that go before that a little, you know a lot of a uh, kind of that international meet and greets and team events um, mm-hmm. obviously a lot of these a lot of these guys first time in europe i'm sure so doing some sightseeing so yeah just, it'd be interesting to see just how that game turns out obviously the bears are kind of the favorite uh especially with that defense but um yeah we'll see you never know what's going to happen but as far as a competitive you know just high-powered game uh, i'm looking at the falcons and texans just not necessarily because you know of the records because the falcons aren't you know it's a one and three team versus a two and two team but i just think it's going to be a fire you know uh high scoring kind of fireworks going with uh the Texans and the Falcons defense isn't that great. Um, and then, you know, Matt Ryan obviously has all his weapons. And the Texans really, their defense is okay, but um, really wasn't where, you know, where it's been, especially with Clowney gone. Um, but yeah, I just think that's going to be a big offensive explosion. So I've been looking at that game just to watch some touchdowns. Watch some touchdowns. Watch some touchdowns. Okay. On the reverse, on the reverse side, the uh, the Bills Titans. That's going to be a, a throwback oh, game for sure. What's the over under on passing yards total in that game? Like two fifty <laughs> combined. Uh, combined, yeah. Let's <laughs> say so if they break two hundred combined, Jeez. especially with Josh with Josh Allen probably out. Yeah, it's yeah. just going to be a. They should just go back to like the leather helmets for that game, just to really go back. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't know if Derrick Henry's hair can fit in a leather helmet. <laughs> well, I think that I think that it prov- provides him enough padding, so he just <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need one. It's <laughs> a dreadlock helmet. <laughs> yeah, hair helmets. Oh man, All right, guys. Would, would Colin Kaepernick need a helmet? <laughs> that that <laughs> mega fro he's rocking. Yeah, that'd the be afro. <laughs> he wouldn't feel anything. Time for the most exciting part of our segment. Let's get to uh, the game lines and the over-unders. Oh, yeah. All right. For the gamblers. So, so Frank, let's you recap. want to give us a quick recap? Yeah, so let's uh, recap our week four uh, picks. So Casey took the Giants minus three. Um, that covered. They... One by twenty-one points. So yeah. good job to Casey. Casey's on the board. That's his first correct bet over the season. Yes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he bet the over on forty-nine and a half, and yeah. it fell short of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you go from so excited to so sad. <laughs> wah, wah. The roller coaster. So his next line, he bet Chicago. Uh, minus two and a half that covered, you know, the Bears one by ten. Um, he also bet the over on 38, which was a loss because they only uh, scored 22. <laughs> so Casey really finished the week. Games. <laughs> <laughs> so Casey finished uh, two and two in his picks. So that brings him to a rock solid record of two and six on the year. <laughs> Bring it up the rear. Adam Thielen stats. 
<laughs> All right, so Lucas, your two picks were Philly plus four and a half and Seattle minus five. Those both covered. Um, nice. Philly won by, you know, they won the game, so you won that. And yeah. Then, uh, Seattle um, kind of blew out the Cardinals a little bit, so that covered. Oh, yeah. And um, the over-under in the Philly game was 46, and you picked the over, so that's a win. And then um, you also bet the over on Seattle, which was a loss. So ah, Lucas goes to 3-1 and one on the weeks, which brings him to 5-2-1 and one on the season. Oh, nice. 5-2-1? and one? Holy shit. That's crazy. All right. Frank, where, where do you stand? So, um, I bet on the Raiders game. I said Oakland was uh, seven point underdogs. So, I bet on Oakland, and they obviously covered that with a win. So, I got that one. I bet the under on 45. I thought it was going to be a little bit lower scoring. I lost that one. Um, I took the big line of the Chargers. Uh, minus 15 and a half and they covered that winning by 20 so i covered that big big spread and i took the under on 44 and a half points and i snuck in with that one since the total was 40 so i matched lucas on this one with a three and one uh three and one record this week so that brings me to four, three, and one on the season. So, um, so, so yeah, I'm one game. I'm one game back of Lucas and Casey. You're uh, three games back. So it's okay. August got some it's got some catching a, up. It's a marathon, you. not a sprint. <laughs> I mean, it's only a 16 week marathon, so <laughs> yeah, it's not a what is it 20 23 miles in a marathon? So 26 miles. Okay. All right. So, so uh, let's move on to week five. Yeah, Frank, you want to start us off then? He's like, no, I don't uh, know who I'm picking. Um, it. <laughs> you're messing up the messing up the rotation. Yeah, are you still looking them up? The lines on Forbes. Do you look um, them up yeah, there? That, that was just kind of the easiest. It kind of uh, is what always pops up first. I'm looking at Bovada. I'm looking at Action Network. They're probably all pretty similar. Yeah, I'm sure they're the same. <laughs> we all got two different sources. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the Seahawks, Ooh. the over/under was 77. I'm going under. I'll take Real Madrid plus three. Oh yeah, that's wrong. Wrong sport. Wrong football. Okay, the <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> que lastima. <laughs> I can go real quick. I pulled one. Um, so I'm going to follow my my habit of taking a stab at some of these big spreads. Um, so I'm looking at the Patriots at the Redskins. Right now, Patriots are favored by 15 and a half. So with Dwayne Haskins probably starting at quarterback, um and McLaurin, their best offensive piece coming back from injury. I think the Patriots are just gonna continue their defensive dominance and basically destroy them. So I'm gonna take New England minus fifteen. 
And um, I'll take the over, which is set at 42 and a half right now. So be careful. Yeah, I just think, I think there'll be some, some garbage time um, there. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'll take that, and then I'll take a stab at the um, the Raiders game in London. Ooh. Right now, Chicago is minus five. See, yeah, you, your side's a different one than mine. What do What do you have? I have minus six. Lucas, what do you have? And then the well, I pulled up. I pulled up the Forbes one. I just typed in. NFL Week Five lines, Forbes, and it I just mean, came. Up. I mean, I'll take minus six. That uh, right? No, we got no. we got to stick to one. Okay, so which one are we doing? <laughs> at least, at least for this week, we'll just stick to the Forbes one, and then if we want to change it after, we'll we'll discuss that. But but for now, we'll stick to Forbes. Shout out Forbes. <laughs> Maybe a sponsor. Um, we'll consider so, for it. Where is I guess in the in the spirit of team spirit, I'll take uh because of the jet lag that I think the Bears will face. And um you know, the Raiders went to London I think last year or the year before. So they're kinda coming in with some experience, so I'm going to say they may lose this game, but I'm going to take the uh, five points. Um, so I'm going to take the Raiders plus five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would think that I would think that it's going to be like the Bears are going to want to just play it safe. And yeah, just especially with, the, yeah, just yeah, two picks. Trubis, Trubisky um, out. Yeah, they're pretty much just going to like rely on their defense. And they probably will be fine just winning by a field goal or something. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'll take that. And then the overrunner is at 41. So I'm going to take the over. Okay. I just think, um, yeah, the, there's been a lot. The scoring has picked up recently. So I'm a. Uh, I think just in general, everyone's kind of hitting their stride a little bit, so more points to be had. Okay. Well, you next, see. seeing yeah, seeing as how we kind of share a game this week, I'll uh, I'll uh, take, take the that Bears, one the the Bears and Raiders. I'm yeah, I mean you and I got to I mean, split it off anyway, so I feel pretty confident that Chicago can win by at least a touchdown. Um, whether it's defensive touchdown or offensive touchdown, I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's more likely it's defense than the offense scoring a touchdown. <laughs> and I took the over, I've taken the over every time for the last couple of weeks. I think I need to go with the under on this one. Uh, 41 points seems like an awful lot, especially considering how you just said, how the Bears, the Bears are going to try to grind it out. Uh, the Raiders, they may look to air it out, but I don't think that it's going to be there with like the pass rush that the Bears are putting on. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, so I'll take the under on that game. Um, moving on to the next matchup, though. I like, um, so Baltimore Ravens play at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Baltimore is a three and a half point favorite. I'm going to take, uh, Baltimore, actually. 
to win that. It's a good good pick. I mean, I just the Steelers are not really playing that strong, and they don't even have Big Ben, so it's really they're also kind of in that position where they're trying to do all this dinking and dunking. They can't really air out the the ball very well. So I think that the Ravens, their offense is just a much higher level than playing at a much higher level than the Steelers offenses. Uh, their over, the over under is 44 and a half. And um, I'm going to say goes over for that one. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of defense getting played in that game, which is weird with these two teams. But But, uh, this year it's offense. I mean, not that the Steelers don't have – Steelers have a pretty good defense, actually, but their offense is not really that special. But I think that the Ravens are just going to score a lot of points, and Steelers will probably get a a few touchdowns in. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So for me – Looking at my squad, obviously Packers at Cowboys. Dallas is currently favored three and a half points. Um, you know, with the the Devontae Adams injury, um, I I really don't know if Green Bay is going to be able to unleash the full force of their, uh, you know, of their <coughs> passing attack um, that they were really showing was was going to start to take off. Um, with if Devonte Adams was at full strength and involved in the offense, but at this point it's looking like he he's probably not going to play. If I had to guess, I would say he's not going to play. Um, and with our struggles that we've had stopping elite rushing attacks, then I'm a little I'm honestly a little worried about Zeke. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, Dallas is going to cover that. I'm gonna pick Dallas to cover the three and a half point spread that they got right now. Um, then the over unders at forty seven. I'll uh I'll go with the under, again because both these defenses are pretty solid, and with the Packers missing Adams, I don't they're not going to be as quite as formidable on offense as they were going to be. So unless there's like some defensive or special teams touchdowns, I don't see this going over. So I'm just going to say it's going to take the under. So Dallas to cover three and a half, and I'll take the under of forty seven. Um, and then looking around. Um, I'm looking at this Colts-Chiefs game. Um, Colts have been really well coached so far. This is on Sunday night. Um, but like those injuries that Frank was talking about earlier, I just, like, you know, without T.Y. and uh, Marlon Mack potentially, there's I just don't see a way that, and those injuries on defense, I don't see a way that they're going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs here. Um, Chiefs are favored by 11 right now. But I think that they have the firepower to do that, um, especially on this national stage. I think they're going to look to show out and make a statement here. Um, so I'm going to take Kansas City to cover the 11 points. Over-under is at 56 and a half. I'm going to go ahead and take grab that over right there. Um, the Colts will be able to put up. Yeah, Colts, Colts will be able to put up a little bit. Um, but I think the Chiefs are really going to be strutting their stuff. I, I kind of think they're going to score in the high 30s, low 40s. Um, it's going to be that kind of game. I just I just see them rolling. So, again, Packers, or sorry, Cowboys covered three and a half and under 47 in that game. And then the Chiefs to cover the minus 11. And I'll take the over on the 56 and a half. All right, then. 
do we want to, as a consensus, take the under on the Bills Titans game? <laughs> <laughs> right now it's set at uh, 30, 38 points. 38 Six and a half. Yeah, 10 points. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, I guess guess we might as well. The Matt Barkley <laughs> versus Mar- Marcus Mariota show. Oh, man. It's going to be exciting. How fast did that sell out? Can we look at it? <laughs> when they put tickets on sale, how fast were they? Were they, fl- they going to flex it to Sunday night? <laughs> just they'll move all the other games to saturday and then we'll have that one alone on sunday sunday showcase so just have eight hours of pregame talk <laughs> i'm just gonna go over this total coverage across play by the play board. it's play by play coverage of all their previous games so far yeah <laughs> it's gonna show repeats yeah, they're not even going to show the. They're not going to televise the Rams Seahawks game. They're just going <laughs> to. They'll just well, show. And it's like, in a. It's it's in Nashville, so they just do a huge like halftime show, like a Super Bowl. Just, like, <laughs> yeah. Huge huge country concert. <laughs> just have like Elvis's corpse like on strings. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, get the, uh, the 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 Coachella hologram, Tupac style. Oh uh, yeah, I guess that Elvis. was. I guess that wouldn't be quite as. What are you talking about, man? Scarring. Elvis is still alive. Oh, shit. Oh, this is his big return. Well, Everyone's like, man, why did they, why'd they move this game to Sunday night and have a halftime show? Who's performing? Are we transitioning to our uh, con- conspiracy podcast. Yeah. yeah. The conspiracy of the week. Yeah, we need to have a tinfoil hat segment. <laughs> And we are talking about Bills fans. Man, I love Bills All fans. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I think uh, that about wraps it up for this week. Quarter season in the books. Quarter of the season, baby. Congrats Let's go on making it this far, guys. <laughs> I don't know how we did it. But the, just the, the time and the energy and the, the willpower that we all possess to just push through and and just sit on our ass and watch football. It's just yeah, pretty mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually bad with believe it. You can show myself. It. So <laughs> playing play through but, injury right now. The real question is: Oh wait, when is this? Uh, this uh, Steelers or not Steelers? The Bears Raiders game. It says it starts at one p.m. Be, Eastern. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be super. Normal, it's gonna be earlier than that. Normal time. No, but it's, it's gonna so, like. The game's already going to be played by that time. I mean, right oh, now it but... says it's a one. It's a one p.m. kickoff, Eastern. That's when it shows. Yeah, that's when they're going to show it. But I think, like, if you check your, I think they've done that before, where they'll actually like it's played much earlier. And like, so if you check your fantasy in the morning, it's well, like... that, well, that would only be a like a six p.m. game. So I think it's a. I think it's a night game. Yeah, because I'm they're, pretty sure they're that only, they're only eight hours ahead. I believe from mm-hmm. a Pacific time. Let's see what uh, the time says on. Let's see, Bears Raiders. I don't have any Bears or Raiders. So let me go. I'm just looking to see what the NFL or what the ESPN fantasy thing says about it. Yeah, uh, they'll say it says, 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, because I remember last year when I would, like, the London game started at, like, 3 a.m. Hawaii time. And I was like, do I wake up early or go? do I go to bed late to watch this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh. What the hell? There's NFL anyway. football. Yeah, All right, your biggest guys, problem we got to take this away. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You know, our five fans that we got. Yay. We got <laughs> No way. Dude, we're going to hit double. Include, that includes us, so that will counts. <laughs> it still counts, man. You got to be your own biggest Remember. fan. You got to scoop it to escort it. No, you got to say it in a. You have to say it in a British accent this week. Oh, that's right, Frank. You do that. <laughs> oh, All right, scoop, scoop and score. Cheerio. 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 <laughs> Loser of the game has to brew the tea. <laughs> <laughs>